everyone. Welcome to this episode of Strong Mind, Strong Body. I'm pretty excited for today's topic because we are going to be talking about supporting women through pregnancy. And it's been a hot minute or two since I personally have been pregnant. So I can't wait to talk to my guest, who is Desi Bartlett. She is a pre and postnatal fitness expert. And I'm so excited to talk to her because I feel like Desi, she's written some books. She's very much an expert in this area. And so before I bring her on, I first want to introduce myself. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and this is Strong Mind, Strong Body, and we are going to talk about pregnancy. So Desi, why don't you come on and introduce yourself? Aloha, Angie. My name is Desi Bartlett, and I live on the island of Oahu. And um, we've lived here for about two years. I'm really, really passionate about supporting women throughout all transitions in life, whether it's pregnancy, new mommyhood, and then later on perimenopause and menopause. Um, but this is such a special and sacred time in a woman's life. It's really, it's my honor and my joy to support women during pregnancy. Yeah, I think it's a, it is a great time. It is a time of joy. It's a time of change. It's a time of, you know, the unknown because you don't know what lies ahead exactly. So uh, Desi, you said you've only been in Hawaii two years. Where were you before that? We lived in LA for 20 years and um, I, I loved my time in LA. That's where both of my children were born. And I started teaching pre and postnatal yoga and fitness in Los Angeles. I've been, I've been in the fitness industry my entire adult life. I have my degree in kinesiology and my master's in corporate fitness. But for me personally, and I'm not applying this to everyone, for me personally, I felt like I did not want to teach prenatal until I had the experience of pregnancy in my own body. Mm, yeah, that makes total sense. It really does. How old are your kids, by the way? I have a 14-year-old named Cruz, who's now taller than me, which is just a trip. And then I have a nine-year-old named Rocket, and he um, he fits that name. His energy is explosive. <laughs> well, I have two adult daughters, so yes, it's been a little bit. So I'm really excited for this topic, though, because speaking of menopause, I've had a couple of menopause experts on, and it's nice to have a pregnancy expert on. So Desi, let's start by just talking about when women are pregnant, whether it's the first time or the fifth time, just this idea that I think it's so important that women listen to their body and they honor the the like they honor the daily energetic ebbs and flows of being pregnant. And I think that you know being pregnant, obviously, it feels like your body is is almost becomes unrecognizable, right? It, it's it's like a house <laughs> for another body. And so, how do you encourage women to listen to their body during this time? How do you encourage them to really get in touch with that space? So I think so many of us have had um, a lot of things that have happened in our lives and sometimes we we numb out, right? Whether it's with the cell phone and like playing video games or uh, mindless TV or just kind of not necessarily taking the time to get quiet. And so I love to invite women to, you know, simply close your eyes, slow the breath down. As the breath slows down, slow the thoughts down. And then within that space, we take the time to connect to the beautiful energy of the baby, the baby that has chosen you in my belief system to be mommy in this lifetime. And so as we start to get really, really quiet, then 
then we get really receptive to the energy of not only our own body, but the energy of the baby. And quite honestly, you know, Angie, during pregnancy, the body's not subtle. So I, I can't like, you know, power through with espresso and all the things, you know, if you're tired, your body says, I need to sleep now. And we need to honor that because quite literally that moment could be making a lung. So when a pregnant woman needs rest, I, I want to encourage her to take that. That makes so much sense because I think that you're right. I think that life is just this fast trajectory and we're always going, going, going. And so, but when you're pregnant, like you said, your, your body isn't just your body. You're sharing your body with someone else and you're, you're growing a human life. And so when you're tired, you have to honor that, not just for you, but for your baby, but to get in touch with your breath, to get in touch with your body, to get in touch with this special time and to give yourself, I think, permission to not live life at the warp speed that you normally would live it in when you're not pregnant, right? Kind of giving yourself that permission to say, it's okay if I'm tired. It's okay if I don't have the energy that I typically have. Completely. And some days, you know, you wake up feeling like this gorgeous goddess and oh, I just want to move. And other days it's like, oh, I don't, I don't feel so great. And I feel like my body is very, very alien to me. And it's all totally normal. So I just love to share with women all the different things that happen during this like miraculous adventure so that they know what to expect. And um, additionally, I love what you said about the breath. And so a lot of what I teach is, you know, we, we have this whole concept of eating for two. How about breathing for two? Yeah. How about drinking in more oxygen and imagining that moving into the cells of your baby? Yeah. yeah. Breathing for two, eating for two. Yeah, absolutely. And just and and honoring that, slowing down and doing that and taking paying attention to your breath is important. Plus, your breath is important in the birthing process. So, you know, speaking of that, you know, the whole birthing process, when you work a lot with women and preparing for that, you work with women and preparing for birth. And I know that you've often referred to it as like preparing for a marathon. You have to prepare your body to give birth, just say, like you have to prepare for a big physical event because it is a big physical event. So what are some of the ways that you help prepare women for birth? I love to help prepare women mentally and physically because I believe that everything is interconnected. So if I can help her with just some simple um, mantras or affirmations, like I am getting strong at this very moment while she is moving. I do really simple things like 40 squats for 40 weeks of pregnancy. I break them up into 10, pardon me, into four sets of 10 so she doesn't feel overwhelmed. I want to make sure that I stay receptive to her feedback and say, you know, take rest when you need to. But when we have those those moments of energy that we can kind of expand upon and grow upon, when it feels almost like, um, you know, I, I just want to kind of get up and move. Let's work with that. Let's get your arms overhead. Let's let's open your heart. Let's breathe deeply. And I want her to feel like she can engage her core without being scared of that. Obviously, you know, we're not doing crunches and all the things. We want to make sure that we're staying respectful of the baby's home. But can she find some strength and stabilization and feel her own posture supporting her and her baby? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's, and like you said, there's things she can do. I like that 40 squats for 40 weeks, but doing 10 at a time, taking things in small segments and just honoring that you're not going to have the energy or the stamina that you once had. But also I think the whole preparing for birth thing is, is also just honoring your body and getting in touch with your body and respecting your body and respecting those changes so that it's, it's a place of peace and acceptance, not a place of, oh my gosh, what's happening to my body or Will I ever be the same again? It's that place of like, look at the wonder of what I can do and what I'm creating right now, right? Yeah, so when, when we lived in LA, I was working out at Gold's Gym Venice and I had my second baby at the age of 42. And I remember I was nine months pregnant. My belly was like big and beautiful. And I was next to a fitness competitor and her abs were just on point, you know, like eight pack. And I said, can we stand next to each other for a photo? And she kind of looked at me and I, I said to her, I'd love to show the world what the female body is capable of and how miraculous this is. And she said, yeah, of course. So it's amazing what our bodies can do and how we have different bodies throughout the course of our lives. You know, we've got like the baby body, the toddler body, the teenage body, the pregnant body is constantly changing. And it's just so cool to see. Yeah. We got the, then we got the, we got the post-pregnancy body. We got the menopause body. We've got, you're right. We, 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 our body is, is our body represents the trajectory of our lives and it's not always going to look the same. Right. So Desi, I want to reintroduce you. I'm talking to Desi Bartlett and she is a pre and postnatal fitness expert. And we're talking about how to support women through pregnancy because it is such a special time in a woman's life. And I, I think that's so cool that you took that picture just to say, look at the wonder of the female body. You can have your six pack abs all day long and I love them. They're great to look at, but I get to have this beautiful body that's housing a baby. And so it is miraculous what, what the female body can do and, and what it can create. So, you know, when I think about body and women and pregnancy, I also think about that whole idea of bonding with your baby. And I, I, I would like to think, you know, the bonding with the baby starts from the moment of conception. It's, it goes on throughout that, like you're talking about throughout the exercise process as women are pregnant. Um, but how do you promote bonding with, with women, with their babies? So I have, be, I have women check in with their babies when we're going to move. So before I ask a woman to move in any way, shape or form, squat, lunge, uh, sun salutation, we close our eyes, one hand on your heart, other hand on your baby, breathing together and letting the baby inside know that you're going to be respectful and receptive to their feedback. So if your body says, slow down, you slow down. If the body says, I need some water, you get some water. But also in that moment, sending love, you know, this is a relationship like any other. And we want to open the lines of communication, even when they're in utero, even when they're inside of your tummy. If you can send love and be respectful and stay receptive to their feedback, starting from before they're even in your arms, what, what a beautiful gift you're giving to that child and setting up a, a relationship for a lifetime. Yeah, that's a that's a great way of, of, of looking at that. And not just setting up a relationship, but setting up a line of communication that says that I honor you and you honor me and we're in this together. Right. So that bonding starts, like you said, you know, from the moment of conception. But 
teaching women how to bond with a baby throughout the experience of pregnancy makes sense that it lends itself to bonding with a baby once they're no longer pregnant, right? Setting that, that notion that I'm always going to check in with my baby before I do anything because my baby is part of my body now. So uh, that's, that's wonderful. You know, it's interesting. You talked about um, one of the questions you get asked the most by women is, will I ever have abs again? <laughs> you gave, you know, you gave the example of the woman with the six pack abs. So will I ever have abs again is a question that women often ask. And I imagine as you were standing there next to this woman with six pack abs and you're fully pregnant, you might've been thinking the same thing, even though you know better. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I, I waited a long time to have my first child. I wanted to do um, very specific things in my career. The name of the first DVD, you can tell how long it was ago um, just by the term DVD. But the first DVD that I did, I think it was 2007, was called Better Belly Yoga. And um, I, I was already married and my husband said, you know, can we have a baby now? And I'm like, well, I need a minute. I need to I need to reach these particular career goals. But 100% in the back of my head, I, I did have that, wow, will, will my body ever look a certain way again? Will I ever be able to have, you know, a little bit of a visible ab line or cut? So what I share with women is, you know, your body is going to expand for sure. The, um, the abdominus rectus, the six pack muscles are going to expand. And underneath that, we have TBA, transverse abdominus. And everything has to make space. Like we, we get that it's, it's beautiful and we need to allow for that. But as much as we can close our eyes and feel the breath and feel the movement of the abdominal muscles and the core muscles supporting us, if we can connect to that, especially during pregnancy or even before, then beyond when, when we've already had the baby, we're going to be able to feel that gentle you know, in and out the, the rhythm of the breath, and we're going to be able to recover that strength. And so I like to focus more on strength as the primary goal. And if we get to, you know, do we see your abs? Cool. But let, let's find the strength from within. Let's find the ability to engage the core muscles, almost like a corset and feel the support so that you're standing tall, like a queen in your power. I'm thinking of um, the Super Bowl in Rihanna, you know, like, Seeing that woman stand up like a goddess and like slay the stage was amazing, pregnant. Right, exactly. Talk about a picture of empowerment, right? But your whole messaging is about let's let's connect with our body, let's connect with the baby, let's connect with our breath, and let's use that that process of connection and acceptance not only throughout the the not only throughout our pregnancy but afterwards. And that if we if we set those building blocks as we're pregnant, it's going to be so much easier to bond with the baby afterwards, and also to accept that it's a process. You know, we didn't. We didn't give birth to this baby in nine minutes. It took us, you know, we had to house it for a long time. And so yes. it's going to take some time to get the abs back. And I love the whole idea of strength because it isn't about aesthetics. It's about strength, having the strength to house the baby, having the strength to bond with the baby, having the strength to, um, to accept that your body's going to go through changes and then having the strength to work your way back to reverse those changes, so to speak. 
Right. And then also, yes, yes. And also leaving, leaving a little room for the possibility that you might enjoy your body even more after babies. And um, so what I like to share with people is, you know, I didn't always have, you know, a body that I totally accepted until I was pregnant. When I was pregnant the first time with my older son, I had been so judgmental of, of my abs and my body. And that whole time I was closing my eyes and sending love to my abdomen and to my baby. So I had this new relationship with my belly afterwards that was like, hey, you're cool. And what was really beautiful to see was that after that process, I actually had I had a leaner abdomen and I all of a sudden could see some muscles. I'm like, oh, wait, what was I feeding you before? Not only nutritionally, but energetically and mentally. I, I was not nice to my belly before. Yeah. Isn't that true? I, I think that I was much the same way. I think that I really became empowered by my body post-pregnancy. I think I felt better about myself and the, the body that I inhabit more after I gave birth to two kids than I ever did beforehand. All the shaming and the judging seemed to be secondary to the fact that I was so impressed at what my body could do that it, it gives you this whole new lens on how to see yourself. And I think that that goes back to the whole thing that you said at the beginning where as women, our bodies change throughout all these different life stages and transitions. And so it is this idea of getting more in uh, in line with the stage that you're in and finding a way to accept and be curious and, and at peace with the body that you have now based on the life stage that you're in. Right? Yes. Yes. And to celebrate it and also to find, you know, very skilled practitioners in, in your area or online, whether that's a trainer or a yoga teacher, finding people that understand that delicate balance, that you're not, um, you're not, so fragile that you can't move. But I also don't necessarily want to throw you into CrossFit because, you know, especially if you didn't do that before. But I, I want to find that happy medium. And I had this during my own pregnancy the first time. I would go to some classes and they were simply too easy. And then I would go to other classes and they were too hard for where I was at the moment. And they never said the word baby. And I felt like Goldilocks. I'm like, this one's too easy. This one's too hard. Let me let me find the perfect fit. And I realized that with all of my education, I could I could step up and I could help to create that. So to that end, I've created a lot of different programs for women over the years, and um, like the one on iFit. And I make sure that I always include different kinds of practices. And um, whether it's like a solar and like, let's, you know, let's embody that energy of shining bright or a lunar and like an introspective and let's get quiet. So I want to always come with different offerings and different tools for wherever a woman is that day. Mm, yeah. Wherever she is that day, wherever she is throughout the pregnancy. And, and it's funny. It is, it is kind of the Goldilocks experience. This one's too easy. This one's too hard, but finding that space and that place that matches you, but also giving them options and saying, even if it is too easy, what if you tried this, or if it's too hard, you could always step back. But Desi, I want to reintroduce you again. So we are, this is Strong Mind, Strong Body, and I'm Angie Miller, and I'm talking to Desi Bartlett. She's a pre and postnatal um, expert. And 
we are talking about just how we support women through pregnancy, not necessarily the ins and outs of how we train them, but how do we support them? How do we empower women to listen to their body? How do we help them prepare for birth and bond with their baby? And how do we answer those questions like, gee, am I ever going to have abs again? <laughs> so um, I'm going to guess that another question that you get asked a lot is, how quickly can I go back to exercise? <laughs> I get that question a lot. And um, it's usually, quite honestly, it's usually during a woman's first pregnancy um, because she doesn't know what to expect. And she's thinking, okay, am I going to be cool to exercise, you know, three days after the baby's born? And so um, unfortunately, at, at this time, I think that the doctors, the OBs don't necessarily have more than, you know, 10 minutes to, to be with the mother. So it, it kind of um, becomes our responsibility as, as fitness professionals to educate her. And when, when can you return to exercise? It's quite different for a woman who's had vaginal delivery versus C-section. Did she have multiples? Um, there's, there's a lot to consider. So I, I like to tell her, you know, as soon as your baby's born, you're already essentially working out. You're now going to be holding this beautiful baby who's five pounds, six pounds, seven. My second one was 10 pounds. And you're going to be taking them everywhere with you. So there's this beautiful um, incremental strength that occurs. Every week, your baby gains a little bit of weight. And every week, you get a little bit stronger as a natural adaptation to their growth. So will we get you to the point where you can like, you know, go to the gym and lift weights and do all the things? Yes, but your baby's already going to provide some resistance and you're going to go walk around with that baby for sure. So we'll get in some light cardio there as well. Oh, that's a great way of putting it. You're absolutely right. You are getting stronger relative to how much bigger the baby is getting. You're you're spot on. And plus, just doing everyday activities is so much harder when you've just been through a major life event that is that has challenged your body in every physical way. So being able to get up and move around after giving birth is in and of itself exercise. And I think too that for one thing for women like you said, listening to your body, but also just um, honoring that I think your body kind of knows and is a good judge of what you're ready for. If in fact, you've been listening to your body all throughout the pregnancy, you know, when you're done, when you've done too much, or you know, when you've got a little bit more that you can offer, don't you think? Yes, there's a, a beautiful yoga teacher named Gurmukh. She teaches prenatal yoga, and I, I like her indication. Um, she says, if you need to sleep longer than you exercised, it's an indication that you've done too much. So if you went for a one-hour walk and now you need to sleep for two hours, your body's telling you something. Um, but then also there, there can be some light bleeding. It's called uh, lochia. If, if you see that you're starting to spot and bleed after you've exercised within uh, the first few weeks, then, then your body's saying, hey, like, pause, please. Right, right. Yeah, you can look for the physical signs. I, I like that analogy about sleeping. I feel like that could work for all of us, actually, whether we're pregnant or not. I feel like that's a good analogy. If you go to a hard workout and you need a two-hour nap afterwards, you might have pushed it too far. So... Desi, what else do you, what else comes to your mind when you think about preparing women for pregnancy? Are there any other topics or, or tips that you would want to give to trainers or just any woman out there who is pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant that you think would help her through this journey? 
I feel like it's so important to have a community of women to support you. And um, sometimes that's in the form of family, sometimes that's, you know, friends. Very often it's within a prenatal class, whether it's yoga or fitness or um, stroller strides after the baby is born. But I think it's important to be with other women who are in the same stage. Um, as, as trainers, we want to make sure that we, we honor where she is and we're speaking to her in such a way that we're sensitive to what's happening in her body each day, but also not uh, putting our own experiences onto her. So there's this phenomenon that happens, I, I'm sure you've seen it or perhaps experienced it, when someone is pregnant, then all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was pregnant. Oh, yeah, I was so tired. And my second baby, you know, I had to be induced. And and we start to kind of like verbally vomit on these women. I'm like, no, stop, don't, don't scare her. You know, her experience doesn't have to be what ours was. So we just want to be really, really respectful of of what she's going through, not filling her up with too much information and supporting her as, as a community of women. In my case, perhaps, you know, um, as as like a, a godmother, like how, how can I support you? You want to know anything I went through? Cool. You don't want to know and you just want me to tell you how great you look because you're shining from the inside out. I'm here for it. I think that is spot on. I just, I mean, even my daughters are grown and I, I mean, it's it, that the minute you said that, I was like, oh, absolutely. For some reason, being pregnant invites everybody's truth that you didn't even ask for. <laughs> and a lot of times their truth is just information overload and it's scary and it's not at all. Again, we didn't invite it in, but all of a sudden every woman is telling us her story. And what if we just meet a pregnant woman and meet her where she's at and then just say, how are you doing? Or you look lovely yes. and just invite her to tell her story before we start telling ours because we can put our stuff on other people. Right. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Holding that space. And then also, um, just one last little tip there, not not touching when we're not invited. I see uh, a lot of people go in like, oh, the belly. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. Right. I, I wouldn't walk up to you as, as a woman who's not pregnant and say like, oh, let me touch your tummy. No. But why do we feel like we can do that when she's pregnant? Mm, that's a great one. Yeah, because that's another one that uh, I had a problem with was people touching me when it was uninvited. People telling me their stories and people touching me both were kind of uninvited and oftentimes were um, outside of my comfort zone. And so but I do want to go back on one thing that you said that I, I really want to hone in on, and that was to find a community of support. It's interesting because my daughters are at an age where, you know, the, the the Internet wasn't even really here when my first daughter was born. I mean, it was it was new. It was just coming out. And um, that community of support, oftentimes for women, if it's not in your neighborhood, it can be on the Internet. It can be, you know, there, there's so many places to get support. But just like adolescent girls hang out with adolescent girls, pregnant women, I think, should find pregnant women, women in menopause, find their support community. Because we go through so many changes and transitions in our lives, I think it's especially important that we as women find that support network for whatever stage that we're in. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little bit of a educational nerd. And after 25 years of being out of school, I've decided to go back for my PhD. So I'm 
I'm two years in, and right now that's exactly what I'm studying. I'm studying the power of online uh, like fitness challenges and, and workout groups and the power of creating a community, whether it's through Instagram, Facebook, um, fitness platforms like, like iFit or Beachbody. There's so many different places where you can find your tribe. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. And like you said, the whole stroller strides thing that that wasn't around either. So it could be local. It could be online. There's there's a lot of different avenues now for women to find support. And I think that that's our greatest um, that's our greatest ally is just finding support, finding other women who are walking the same journey that we are so that we remember that we're not alone. And then we can share those stories with one another. Right. So but Desi, I'm so glad that you came on. I'm so glad. Um, How do people reach you? If they have any questions for you, I know you're out there on social media. Do you want to share how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, for sure. So on Instagram, I'm very active. I'm on there all the time. My handle is Mothers Into Living Fit. If you can't remember that, just look up my name, Desi Bartlett. It'll come up. Um, I also put myself out there with my email because I want to support women. So if you have a question about your pregnancy, you can email me at Desi bartlett at gmail.com or contact me through my website, which is simply my name, Desi Bartlett. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks to all of you for joining us today on Strong Mind, Strong Body. I really appreciate you, our NASM and AFA audience, and all of you who are out there listening. Desi, thank you so much for coming in and joining us and sharing your light with all of us and helping us to better connect with women as they go through the process of pregnancy. So thanks to everyone, and we'll see you next time. 